Hello, Bournemouth and Wolverhampton Wanderers fans. Welcome to Cherry's Red Army. Cherry's in focus, episode 14. Club football is back. Thank you for that. International break is nearly over. What a big game on Saturday at Dean Court as the Cherries take on Wolves. It's the return of Gary O'Neill and Andoni Iriola is due a win. He's due a win and he needs a win. And we're going to discuss that game in detail on this stream. We are live and interactive on YouTube and Twitter. Do subscribe to the channel as we are on our way to 2000. And of course, hit the like button. It will help this video grow between now and kickoff on Saturday. You're in your interactive chat. So do get involved this evening on all the discussions that we have. Right. We have got Steve, Aaron and Matt Davies with me. Steve. How are you doing? How's your international break? Uh, yes, my mate. Absolutely no interest. I even fell asleep during the England game, which was a really good win for us. 3-1-1. Um, I managed to fall asleep through that, so I've not really seen much of it at all. But uh, it's, nice, it's nice to have a little break from, uh, you know, what's going on at Dean Court. Um, but now we get back into it. Fantastic. Aaron Kay, how are you? Back on a Cherries in Focus. Lots to talk about this evening. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. I can go one better than Steve. I didn't. I thought it was a friendly. I didn't even realise it was a qualifier. So I, didn't even, I didn't even bother watching it. That's how in tune with England I am at the moment. Um, and yeah, that Everton game seemed a long way away. So uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back to, to being cool. Brilliant. Look, we've got Matt Davies back on the channel. Matt, some fans have been asking, are you still part of Cherry's Red Army? Yes, Matt is still part of Cherry's Red Army. And you're going to see a little bit the more of him from now on. Matt, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm well. I mean, as you all know, you know, if, if you cut me open, I, I bleed cherries red and black army. Um, <laughs> permanently. Um, yeah, it's just work commitments that uh, that meant that I was um, restricted on, on when I could come on the last few months. But obviously delighted to be back. Delighted to see you you boys. Delighted to you know hear what everybody's got to say in the chat and everybody viewing. So, yeah, pleasure to be here, Kirk, and looking forward to this. And I, I did watch the England game. And I was I was really impressed actually with England on Wednesday night. Um, best I've seen us play for a long time. I thought we had attacking intent and Jude Bellingham's just different level, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, this squad should do something, should I said, but that's for another day. Let's see who's joining us in the chat. Chris Hubble, how are you? Morgan Scott from our fan debate the other evening. Thank you very much. Mark Singleton, action pop dad. Thank you very much. We've got Ollie Harrison. Evening. Looking forward to this one. Carol Toller. Hope you're well. Mark Cole. Thank you again for joining us. Sammy Nell. Hope you're having a good week. And Wayne Weldon. Fulham fan, but likes to get involved in these conversations. And there's lots of conversations to have, guys. But I do feel that when we have an inter international break, it's nice to just have a little bit of a warm up. You can see Aaron's face already. He knows what's coming. There might be a little bit of a quiz. Look, I'm not going to put a quiz on individually, each of you, but as a team, just see how you get on with this. And you can play along in the chat before we start talking about Bournemouth and Wolves. So easy. I'm going to show you a graphic. There's going to be a team lineup on there. I'll give you some more information. I just want you to find the player that is missing or the player that I've covered up. OK, so let's just have a look at one here. It was against Burnley on the 13th of May 2017. Arthur Boric was in goal. Adam Smith, Simon Francis, Steve Cook, Charlie Daniels at the back. Junior Stanislavs, Harry Arta, Lewis Cook, Mark Pugh, Joshua King. And just ahead of him was someone else who played 71 times for AFC Bournemouth. Five goals, one assist and three yellow cards. Steve, I mean, this is a team game here. 
But any ideas who that striker is in that game? What were the stats again? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realise you were going to come to me. Um, oh, well, it's not Callum Wilson. Five goals, uh, one assist, three yellow cards. Help him out if you need to, guys. Matt, Aaron, start talking Benny. to Steve. Phoebe, yeah. Oh, Phoebe scored more than five? Probably not. <laughs> he missed well, more than he scored. It's not Callum, obviously. It's if it's not, not Benny. It's Phoebe or Murray, isn't it? Eh? Murray? Phoebe or Murray? Yeah, well, the only other one that speaks to me say, but I don't think he played that many times. And I don't yeah. think Murray played that more, that many times. Or, or could be Moussa, yeah. Wow. I don't think Moussa or... Or um, uh, Big Glenn, he, he didn't play that many times. No, it's got to be Bennett. Play along in the chat. Or if it's a curveball and it might be Defoe and it's over his two stints. <laughs> no, because he's, oh, he's got more than five, hasn't he? Five goals, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's feel out on this first one. You should trust your instinct, Steve. Ooh, it was. Oh, really? There you go. Let's get the second one out and then we'll get stuck. I in thought he could be the best player I've ever seen because he played his first game was testimonial, one coming testimonial thing against AC Milan. He scored one hell of a goal. And we thought, well, who's this player? So, now, you know, when everyone goes, oh, it's the next, um, the next Henri, every French striker that comes through, it was like, oh, we've got one here. And then uh, it materialised, didn't it? We've had a few of them signing as well. That's the hey? story that goes around. Potentially, it was a Steve Fletcher signing and he was doing some recruiting uh, in France. Potentially, maybe not sure. Uh, let's have a look at another one. This was against Liverpool. We got them in the Carabao Cup very soon on the 17th of December 2014. Arthur Boric was in goal, Simon Francis, Tommy Elphick, Bailey Cargill. But who played left back? Dan Goslin, Yunan O'Kane, Matt Ritchie, Jan Kermigan, Junior Stanislas, Callum Wilson. Matt, this guy has had 347 appearances for AFC Bournemouth, six goals, 31 assists. 68 yellow cards. Who are we talking about? I think this is a curveball. Who are we talking about, Matt? 347 oh. appearances for AFC Bournemouth. Yeah, loads. Absolutely yeah, loads. That, the first name that's... that's Oh, it's got to be Adam Smith, isn't it? Because the first name that's... that's, what, that's Charlie Daniels, Charlie. obviously, but I probably... It's got to be Spatter. It's got to be Adam Smith playing at left-back, isn't it? Got to be. Is that what we're going to go for? Yeah. Unless okay. Aaron's got any other... No, well, it's not I, mean, the I, I, I thought Ian Hart, but then that's the 347 yeah. appearances. Hang on, hang on. Was, 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 Junior, was Junior already in that squad? Is he on the pitch? Yeah, he was on. He was in there, wasn't he? He scored more than six. Yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, of course he has. He's in Smith? Smith. It's got to be okay. Smudger. Yeah. Let's do it then. Yeah. There it is. Adam Smith. Johnny absolutely. Daniels has scored more goals than that, hasn't he? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. nailed it. Fantastic stuff. Look, a bit of fun there in the chat and Mark Davies got it spot on. So a little bit of a warm up going into Cherries in Focus. Episode 14, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you very much. And let's take a look at the fixture coming up, guys, because the league table is on the screen. Bournemouth are currently 19th with three points and our opposition Wolves are on eight points in 14th. You'll see the last five fixtures in there as well. The last three games for AFC Bournemouth, one goal three losses, but Wolves have a little bit of form. They got a draw at Luton. They got the win that I'm sure we're going to talk about against Manchester City. And they also got a draw against Aston Villa. 
Matt, bring you into your first Cherries in Focus. This is a massive game. We'll talk about the finer details of this game, talking about Gary O'Neill in a bit. But Wolves had a bit of a rocky pre-season, but they got eight points on the board. Yeah, I think he's done a reasonable job so far. Um, I know that he's come up, coming for a lot of flack early on for the way he sets up and how defensive he is. You know, when they, they get back into a game, his immediate thought is to retreat and bring on a defender and see out what they've got maybe for a point and it's all very negative and I think he's just um he's managed to turn it around that that Man City uh, game and that result he, he probably you know by his own admission got a little bit fortunate but you have to say that they you know that what he does do well Gary O'Neill and I know we're going to come on to him in a bit a bit later in a bit more detail but he, he gets the players working from he gets the players buying into is one thing he does do he he he, he plays players generally to their strength and they they all buy into him as an individual and I think that's what uh, what this Wolves squad are doing um, and it shows you know he's got a few good results as a result of that hasn't he so he'll be bang up for it of course he will on Saturday um, as much as he'll play it down of course he'll in front of the media in front of the cameras he'll say that it's just another game it's, it's three points up for grabs and he's got no hard feelings against AFC Bournemouth because he is a he is a professional man you know I'll I'll give him that much credit, but uh, inside, in his head, he'll be thinking, "We we don't lose this football match. We have we have to get a result here on Saturday. There's no way we lose, so we're going to have to be bang at it on Saturday." And it's uh it's going to be an intriguing contest between two very different styles of very two very different managers. We are going to be bang at it, Aaron. And in the last fixture for Wolves, they got a draw at home, I think, against Aston Villa. Looking at the 1-1 there for Wolves, I mean, they had a late sending off, which will have an impact in this game as well. I think actually, did Ollie Watkins hit the post late on as well? But it was 1-1 in their last fixture before the international break. And that was their fifth point in three games. And as I said, they go into this game with a little bit of an unbeaten run in the last three. And they're just, just picking up points where they can with this new system that he's orchestrated, starting with a back five. Yeah, it's 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 working for them. They, you know, we we know what to expect from Wolves. Um, I mean, if you look at the the game against Manchester City, they obviously had no right to win that game. I think you look at the the progress chart, or whatever it is, but it's just one of those freak results when I think City against most teams or it, play that game again ten hundred times, they win it ninety nine times. So, but full credit to them. I think um, you know draw at Luton, but then a draw against a, a pretty decent Villa team. Um, the thing about Wolves is that they do. No, they've got some experience at the back, the likes of Dawson, that they they defend well. And they have got some very talented players. I mean, Neto, um, I wish we had that Neto, actually, instead of the one we've got. But um, Neto is a hell of a player. Like one of, I think he's, you know, he's already been talked about as, as, as moving on, probably not in January, but certainly at the end of the season. Um, he's banging form. He's lightning quick. He's very skillful. And he has, I mean, no, not to disrespect too much the rest of the team, but he has bailed them out on a number of occasions, similar to the way Tavernier did for us quite a lot last season. Um, he is the go-to man. He's the one we've got to watch. But also Huang is is also exceptionally quick and and got a good eye for goal. So they've got pace up front um, on the break, and that's pretty much what we're going to expect. I think they're going to sit back and soak it up, which isn't going to be easy for us because we, we play better against the teams who probably come at us and try and break. Um, so it's we're going to look for you know look to play a little cute pass and the first goal is going to be massive because if we get it it brings Wolves out a bit more if they get it I think we're in trouble. 
Steve, we'll look at some of those players that Aaron has talked about in a bit. The last three games for Wolves, they will probably find themselves a little bit unfortunate with the Luton draw. Um, some of their things didn't go their way. I know that we've had conversations during matches in the Premier League. The Man City one is amazing for me. One shot on target, they score two goals. And then obviously they get the draw against Aston Villa, an Aston Villa side that are very, very good under Unite Emery. And they have just found this way of picking up points in the last three. Yeah, but it's exactly what he did last season for us, wasn't it? He, you know, we go games without picking up a point and then all of a sudden he'd go and get results someplace um, that you weren't expecting. Uh, yeah, we've got to be, yeah, it's, it's like Aaron said, it's going to be tricky because we are going to be the ones who are going to be asked to come and beat them. They're going to sit back and look at us on the break, much as that's what we want to do. So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be an interesting afternoon for Kirkes against Neto. I think that's going to be a real test. Um, I don't know what you know what the situation is with him. Whether he came back from uh, his, his European duties fully fit. Hope so because we haven't got options. But I think you know. Also, Matty said, you know, Gary. Gary's going to get so up for this game. He's the, you know, like you say, all the media and all the rest of it. He'll, he'll say all the right things, but deep deep down. It's nothing more than to, you know, to stick one to us. You know, the people that let him go after he did what he did. Um, whether you agree with it or whether you don't, that's how he's going to be feeling about it. And we're going to have to be much better than we've been of late to get anything out of this game. We've got the potential to do it. It's just, I hope he's been, you know, Andoni's been using this couple of weeks off to sort of try and get some confidence back in the lads. Because I think it's, it's you know, we could see it Everton. It was, it was it weighing a lot. Um, just need to get back on the back on the horse and start, um, you know, just start start dr drilling that system into them again, and you know, making them believe it, it's going to pay dividends sooner or later. Yeah, the thing is for me, Matt, I think there's a lot of similarities in what Gary's done at Wolves already. I've been watching the timeline because I've wanted to see if Gary's learned anything from his time with us. There were that, those good moments that that some of you have talked about in regards to those wins. But we know outside of April, there were some a lot of frustrating days, a lot of tough times where we were poor to watch, some some different tactics, some weird substitutions. And it was pretty much like that for Wolves fans leading up to that Man City game. That Wolves fans were saying all the stuff that we were saying at times, that they were confused with what Gary was trying to do, what was the style, what was the identity. But he's gone to this back five that we'll talk about later on and He's just trying to be hard to beat. And he did try to do that on, on more than one occasion for us last season. Yeah, he, he did. And, and he, he's, he's um, at times he was effective doing it. If, if you have got a group that are going to give their all for a, a manager, then that gives you that gives you half a chance. Um, and there were times last season where tactically he did get it right. There was other times where you just completely baffled by what he did. So it was a mixed bag. But we have to remember that he is a manager that... Um, you know, you as you've said before, Kirk, you rightly or wrongly has got the, the lucky break to become a Premier League football manager, um, working his way up, you know, through the ranks as a, as a coach and has, has probably got to arrived at the Premier League earlier than, than a lot would. But he's he's uh, he's having to learn on the job. So I think you have to have a degree of patience with him. And, and I'm sure the Wolves fans will uh, will be sort of finding that out as well, because he's you know, he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie manager at the end of the day, still very much so. But he has proved that he can learn on the job um, on, on occasions last season. He, he's just going to have to continue with that with that process. But 
I think, as the boys have said, you know what you're going to get from him. We know, don't we? But conversely, he he's got he's going to have a fair idea of what he's what he's going to get from us. He's going to know a lot of our players inside out in terms of their character, the way they go about things. So he's going to try and use every every tool that he's got at his disposal to um to come and upset us on on Saturday. So we're going to have to um we're going to have to up our game. I think we we've got to stick to the game plan. Ariola. There's, he's been showing signs of late of panicking a little bit. He doesn't know his best to let me chopping and changing all the time with the personnel that he's got and maybe, you know, with the system a little bit and, and what he's doing. He's got to stick to his principles because at the end of the day, we brought this manager in because we wanted to change our, our, our direction, our, our style of play um, and our identity. And when you do that as a football club, you can't just bin it after 10 games or eight games, whatever yeah. it is. You've got, he's got to stick with it. So he's got to stick. He's got, like Steve said, he's got to be drilling it into these players what exactly what he wants from them. They've got to be, uh, in you know, in no doubt and in, in no uncertain terms, if this is what I expect from you as, as a footballer on, on the pitch, uh, individually and collectively as a team. So he's got to get that message across. He's got to, you know, start showing his managerial skills and ability because let's not forget, he's a bit of a rookie manager as well. He's not been a manager for years and years and years. He's new to the Premier League. This is a process. This is a is a evolution. Um as opposed to a revolution, I think Mark put in the on on the, on the chat on Tuesday night that very comment, um, and I, I see it as an evolution. Really, we have we are changing the way we're we're approaching things as a football club on and off the pitch. That doesn't happen overnight, so we we have to show a degree of patience again with this process and hope that it uh, hope that it comes right and 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 keep faith with it. Interesting, Steve. I like to have. A look at a few stats and there's something inside sofa score that i find really interesting it's sort of a newish stat and some people might know about them it's called the momentum bar now a momentum bar inside sofa score oh. if you don't know this in the chat it basically gives you an overview of how the game balance is moving with the team and how effective those teams are when you're trying to build momentum and you're trying to force something within the football match okay now it is just a stat it is just a stat. It doesn't tell the whole story, Steve. But I do want to bring this one to you because I find <laughs> the momentum bar at times really interesting, right? So you'll see this momentum bar, which is you'll see Bournemouth on the left-hand side for four matches and you'll see that it will peak and trough at times. And we've been under the cosh more than we've dominated games. And when you look at Wolves, it's a Man City one. The Man City one pretty much tells you that they barely applied too much pressure for large spells, which means they were just having those odd counter-attack moments. And this is where this game is going to be different for us because probably for the first time this season, we're going to be asked to dominate the fixture rather than try and win it up higher up at Anfield, turn the ball over, take a chance. We've got to break them down, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of a bit... So we've had some of these say easier games to start with the, the likes or what you would say historically on paper easier ties in you like see your west hams and your brentfords and i thought in those games we did look to try and break you know create opportunities against a team that uh will sit in in west ham and they you know we did we we can we show we can do it it's just whether we can and i think i wouldn't necessarily put wolves in the same category as west ham as in a collective team sort of the level they're at but they're going to be very well coached with Gary being super defensive as, as he likes to be and organized so it's going to be a tough ask but I mean yeah, it's really tricky isn't it he's going to know every little inch of it you know strengths and weaknesses of all our players so it's going to make it really tough for them um 
you, you hope the analysts have done their jobs and have got some really good stuff for Ariola to look at and try and work work ways of getting you know in behind them because like you said they've got a back five almost with their wing backs quite progressive um Dawson Kilman I think they're both very decent centre backs Dawson particularly as one of my favourite centre backs in the Premier League actually um and they you know, the thing for me is they're missing Lamina so I think that's a big miss for them um he brings a lot of solidity in the middle of the park be similar to us in a way there as well wouldn't it It'd be sort of you know sort of square pegs and round holes for the game um yeah so I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be and it, I, I don't know what that momentum bar thing means really Kirk. I mean, it's just loads of it's a, a graphic it looks like do you remember the old, I don't know if anyone remembers the old computer game called Blitz where you used to go along, it's like high-rise buildings, you used to have to bomb them. That's all it looks like to me. I don't really get what it is. And all these stats mean bugger all to me. It's the eye test for me all day long. And, I, you know, the eye test up until of late has been pretty good. It's shown we can create chances. It shows we can hurt teams. Um, it just, what it's also shown is we're a bit fragile at the back. And, you know, that's what we just need to, we just need to, get better at both ends of the pitch. That's all it is really for me. Just, and I, and I think that'll come with Andoni sort of, you know, having a bit more time. Might not be pretty now, but I think it'll pay dividends eventually. David Cordell from the States need results in the next two games. Don't think you're wrong, David. Peter is a Chelsea fan, but loves the show. Thank you. Absolutely love that. And if it is how I think it's going to be, Aaron, if it plays out how I expect it to play out, where Gary O'Neill will be hard to beat, he's then going to lean on a couple of players, isn't he? He's going to lean on two, especially. We're going to be talking about Pedro Neto and we're going to be talking about Hwang, who I think collectively have the best goal contributions in the league. These two players are turning up for Gary and this is what they do. They counter-attack, they hurt football teams, they get the goals, sometimes these wall, his Wolves football team, they don't have many shots on target. They have to convert high, just like we did have to convert high last season, and they're doing it. Neto, five assists. Hwang's got a conversion of 41.7%. Five goals, five, five, you know, five goals, five starts. I mean, Hwang, I think, only got two or three goals last season, Aaron. So he's playing very well. These are the two players to watch. Yeah, yeah. As I said earlier, I think those two are going to cause a lot of problems. I think we, we're going to have to defend well. Um, I don't know if Lloyd Kelly's back. I really hope to God he is. Um, and, I, I, you know, it, there's an argument to play him on the left left back for this game because he's got the pace to stay with Neto potentially. Um, there's nothing against Kirkes, who I, who I absolutely love. Um, but then maybe he'll come in for Senesi. I don't know. If Lloyd Kelly's fit, he's, he's going to play. Um I'm just trying to think about trying to null, nullify their threats, but we could also do with his pace a bit more centrally for, for Huang as well. So um, hopefully him being back will will help in that respect. Um, as Steve said, you know, we're going to have a lot of the ball um, and it's about, you know, it's defending well because they're not going to have a huge amount of possession of Wolves. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to just just nullify those, those breakaway threats. But I think at the other end of the pitch, I think we, we've also got to be a little bit clever and 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 go against what we've been going for recently. Um, Iriola clearly likes a bit of pace and power, um, the likes of Dango. But if we're not going to be breaking as much, we're going to need people to unlock them. So, you know, the likes of Brooks potentially um, is going to be far more effective in this game than, than the likes of Dango or or or, or, um, or Cliver or someone like that who's just got a bit more pace about them because I'm not sure how, how, how much we're going to be able to like, get in behind them as such. So we're going to have to be a little bit cute. And, uh, and find that pass and take our chances. 
not specifically going into the predicted lineup yet, Matt, but are you worried about Kirkes up against Neto? I mean, is there a question to be had about whether Lloyd Kelly plays there? I mean, he's not in my predicted 11, but we know that Kirkes has struggled defensively at times. I really like the player. I think he's got lots of potential. Potential, But Neto's a player in demand. Arsenal wanted him in the summer. They'll probably come back in January. And he is the one for me. I know Huang's got five goals, but Neto is the one to watch. He's quick and skillful. Mm, yeah, well, it's a concern. But I think Kirkes is, is more than capable. I mean, he's, he's pacey enough himself. All he lacks really is is experience. He's just a little bit raw still, isn't he, Kirkes? And he just lacks that uh, experience and, and nous really at this at this level. But he's only going to gain that by playing playing matches. And ironically, I think we probably need Lloyd Kelly in the centre on on Saturday for me because I think he's our best uh, centre half out of the uh, out of the pick of them that we've got out of the four of them at the moment. So I'd probably be you know wanting to play Lloyd Kelly at centre back to be honest on on Saturday and uh, look after Huang in the in in the centre and. I rely on Kirkes, trust Kirkes to do his job at, uh, at left back for me. I think he's more than capable. Um, he, he showed that, and um, like I said, the only way that he's going to progress with us and, and learn is to is to play football matches. So you have to play. He is our only left back, isn't he? You know, by, by the way, at the moment. So you've got to place your tr- the manager's got to place his trust in him, and I think he's he's earned the right Kirkes for Iriola to trust him. Um, so I think we've got to, we've got to do the same as, as fans and. What what we need at the back though, Kirk, really is a settled back four, don't we? I mean, he's chopping and mm. changing to the back. I'm I'm not convinced about Zabania yet. More to come. Not convinced about a lot of our our signings. It's a delicate balance, isn't it? Because in the summer, I think the media um, were making a bit of a, a a furore online about how well we'd done in the market with these young this young talent across Europe that we were bringing in. But you look at it at, at the moment, and this is you know subject to change all the time. But the likes of Witara, Traore. You know, dare I say, it's Zabanye and, and and others. You know, there's, there's question marks hanging over all of those signings at the moment. Um, but they are investments for the future, aren't they? They are. They are. You know, young players that are learning their trade at, in the best league in the world. So, as I'll repeat what I said earlier, this is going to take time. This is a process. This is not something that's going to you know magically happen overnight. It's a process that's going to take time, and that we're going to have to have a lot of patience with. I think because uh, that is the the evolution that's happening. But yeah, as far as Saturday goes, we're going to be up against it with those two. And I think we just need a, a settled back four that's going to communicate. And I think a goalkeeper behind um, that's going to uh, reassure them as well and and and, yeah, and portray a bit of calmness about him. Um, Neto did have that for a spell last season. I was really impressed with him. But he seems to have lost his way of late and uh, he needs to regain it very, very quickly. Because without that from your goalkeeper, you really are going to be uh, in a bit of trouble. And weirdly... Steve mentioned this on the last episode. We had a good fixture against Wolves at home last season and someone that was pivotal to that was Neto and Lloyd Kelly clearing off the line. So if Neto needs a performance, it's this Saturday against Wolves. Steve Connor thinks that Kelly was not in the training video. David Cordell thinks that we need to avoid silly mistakes. Absolutely. Every game at the moment, we cause some sort of situation. And in these episodes that we're doing here, Steve, on the channel, we keep talking about topics over and over and over again. And I don't think this one's going to go away yet. Mark Davies says, we say we need to be better at both ends when we bemoan the lack of a CDM. And I think Iriola's got to get this right this weekend. Okay, so yes, I think we'll dominate the ball. I think we'll have more possession. But I feel like, and I know I've said it a few times now, Steve, but I feel like we need someone in there with Lewis Cook. If, if Rothwell can play in that position, drive us on. If we do lose possession, they're going to hit on 
they're going to they're really going to lean on Neto as we spoke about and Huang. So we need someone that's there to sort of cover and screen. And if Rothwell can play a little bit deeper at times, I just feel like relying on this Kirk solely is hurting us. Yeah, I, and you know I'd like to see a bit more of a rigid 4-2-3-1 with the two sitting players not not going not going not straying too far forward and, and leaving that to the to the full backs, the wing backs, um and the and the wingers and the, the you know, sort of I'd like to see Billing in that cam role and and Dom and get those players doing all your attacking work. And then you sit, you know, the rest of them kind of sit as a sort of those two DMs or sit as a four with the centre backs almost. Um but it's it's tricky when we say about not having a CDM and that, that kind of it's all has a knock-on effect to other areas of the pitch, doesn't it? Because if we're we're chasing shadows in the middle of the park, then defence is getting pulled all over the place because they're having to come out of position to you know cover areas that they, that that DM should be covering. So it's it's a bit of a knock-on effect. So what I'm saying, I, I kind of put that DM is as part of the the back four five. You know, it's it's part of the defensive structure for me. And if we're missing it, it's it's like I say we need to be better in these defensive moments, but we're just not we're not we're not as clinical as we we were last season. Maybe Dom say you know keep Dom out of that because he has got a few goals for us this season. But everyone else, no one's chipping in, and we know why Bill's not chipping in because he's a bit too deep, and we don't want to see him there. The wingers are the bit uh, the ones that need to step up for me. Uh, we haven't seen, uh, but that's the difficult thing because they're not getting none of them are getting. A, you know, a consistent run of games. They're getting chopped around as much as Matt was saying about the back four being settled. We we need partnerships. We need to form something, you know, on, along, the, you know, in that pitch. Because these, this, but half of these players are new to each other and they need to settle down and get some relationships going with each other. If we don't, it's just going to be, well, it's going to be hit and miss, isn't it? What you get every week. Um, and then people are just going to say, well, he hasn't had a run of the team. What do you expect? Yeah. Well, give you know, take a you know, settle on who your preferred players are and give them a run. And you know, if you keep playing that same group of players in this new system, they're going to learn it a lot quicker. Might be a bit of a pain to some of the others that will miss out, but at least you'll have a you know a settled side that will be learning game on game after game. I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to work hard on the training pitch to get that to transpose onto the pitch. Yep, totally agree. We do have 52 of you watching on YouTube right now. So smash the like button. We do like to try and get 50 likes on these YouTube videos. It helps the video grow. So do it right now. Thank you very much. Do keep chatting in the interactive chat because we have got the predicted lineup for AFC Bournemouth coming up. We've also got your score predictions as well. But tomorrow I will be releasing a short opposition view video from Dave from Always Wolves Fan but I thought it'd be nice to, to, to put a one minute highlight clip of it in here so let's see what Dave's got to say and the full video will be out tomorrow Hey Kirk um, thanks for inviting me uh, back onto your channel it's uh, Dave from Always Wolves Fan TV here you know a lot of the Wolves fans at the start of his uh, campaign has been getting very very frustrated um, with Gary but then obviously we've had a great result against Manchester City backed it up with a result against uh, uh, draw against uh, Villa who have been going well and at the end of the day it's, a very, it's been a very tough start for Wolves and we've got eight points out of eight games which uh, in the circumstances we take and then you take into account the uh, 
the penalty that weren't given against Man United and the, the penalty that Luton got given, which shouldn't have been given. Um, we could have even had an extra three points. But as it is, we've got eight points. So overall happy. The question is, will Gary O'Neill stick with the back five? Or will he uh, go more attacking against Bournemouth with a back four? We'll have to wait and see. I'm going into the game with a lot more positivity and optimism for, as a Wolves fan. I think if there's one team that Gary O'Neill's going to want to beat, uh, you know, it's going to be Bournemouth. As much as he had, he has a big affinity with Bournemouth, he was uh, obviously dismissed. So he's going to go want, to, and the team of Shula will be very motivated to try and win that match. So the full video of that one will be out tomorrow. That is Dave from Always Walls Fan TV. They've also got a preview out, so there will be details in the description below. Aaron, he says that if there's a team that Gary O'Neill wants to beat, it's going to be AFC Bournemouth. And if there's a game that Andoni Iriola needs to win, it's probably this one. Yeah, I think, look, um, there are people getting a bit edgy about the start and Iriola questioning some of the, the you know the, the obviously the play and and some of the choices in the team i think the vast majority are fully still behind him um but if we don't get results on saturday and against burnley i think that will start to turn um rightly or wrongly um as, as matt said it's, it's a long process and i think we're in it for the long term but you know football's a results business and with games against city and newcastle to come after that if we don't win one of these two games and you know we could be what 12 games into the season without a win so yeah huge huge game Gary look, as, Matt, as Matt also said ultimately three points at stake for Wolves um, and they will treat it like any other game ultimately but obviously inside I think Gary will be highly motivated to to get a result um, and quite understandably so um, but yeah for, for Irola it's kind of running out of, of you know time to try and try and get this first win it's so it's so critical um, the confidence is on the floor and, and and football is, you know, I can't remember what the cliche is, 30, 40% confidence. It's such a confidence game. And you yeah. can see that at, at Everton because, you know, prior to the Arsenal game, we had, you know, a pretty good performance at Brentford when we were very close to to winning the game. And that wasn't a bad performance at all. We, we did okay against Chelsea. The first half against Brighton was, was great. Um, and, you know, th those two and a half games, we really see, you know, some development and some, some you know, some progress. But then, obviously, with the second half against Brighton with more errors cost us. And then, obviously, Arsenal and Everton. So, you know, the confidence is really on the floor. But, but you know, what an opportunity. I mean, Wolves aren't any like any of the teams we've played this year. They're, they're, they have got some good forwards, as we've mentioned. But, ultimately, they are where they are. And, and they're going to be competing with us down there, I would think. So, yeah. Huge, huge game. Hopefully, some players will be hitting form, and um, and it's going to go right for us. I, I'm I'm pretty confident, I have to say, because I think we need it. First goal in the game, as we've spoken about, Matt, is going to be huge. First ten minutes, fifteen minutes in the game is going to be absolutely massive. We had the fan debate on Monday, really, really good. Some really good contributions from other fans, and I said on the other on that on that show the other night, Matt, that I'm still. Iriola in. I can understand some fans if 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 they feel like if he doesn't get anything from the next two, then he's running on thin ice. I get that, but this is not a light switch. Like I understand that not a lot is looking positive at the moment. And 
I feel sorry for Andoni at times because he hasn't had the ability to pick Jeff Lerma, who played 37 Premier League games last season. Tyler Adams is meant to be the replacement. Who knows when we'll see him? He's not had Alex Scott, who's meant to be the next big thing for us, who's going to be a shining light. But then he makes some odd decisions playing Dangu Tara and he doesn't help himself. So it's a really difficult one. It's got to go our way on Saturday because I think the atmosphere could turn. And we've seen that in the past at Dean Court in the last few seasons that it can turn very quickly. And I don't think we should throw everything out after nine, 10 games, but don't get any wins. It's a football business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Obviously, the longer it goes on, um, we knew we had a tough start. So we knew this was going to be a challenging period, this opening period of the season. But obviously, the longer that it goes on, the more concerned you naturally become. I mean, I, I was delighted in the week, I think it was, it, on TalkSport, that the owners have come out and said, look, we're, we're pretty chilled about it, to be honest. We we knew we had a tough start, but we're fully behind it here early. And, and that's what he, he needed. And that's what you need your, your club at the top level, your owners, to come out and, and say, you, you've got to back the manager. You, you, you've made a big decision, let's be honest, a, a, a risky decision, but a big decision in the summer to get rid of a man who kept us in the Premier League and arguably deserved the shot to take us on again next season and, and uh, see where we got with him. But we, we made the decision at the top to to get rid of him, go with Iriola when he became available. So you've got to stick with him. And let's be honest, he hasn't had the best of fortune either, has he? He's, got his, he's waiting for his assistant to come over. Um, so he's without his right-hand man and has been all, all season since he got over here. He's also had not very much luck with injuries. I mean, the lack of a number six is massively, massively alarming. I mean, the, the, it's so obvious how much we're missing Jefferson Lerma and questionable recruitment around Tyler Adams if he's not fit. But then misfortune, how are they to know that he's now he's done his hamstring, he's going to be out till the new year? You can't foresee that sort of thing. Maybe we've gone overboard on the, the tens and the wingers and, and players like that at um uh, you know instead of uh, you know buying a uh, backup left back and maybe even another number 6 because arguably we needed one anyway um with Jeff Lerma going we definitely needed at least one and we haven't been we haven't been active in, in that side of things so he's had a few things go against him but like you said Kirk he has made a few strange decisions as well that's going to happen he's he's learning about this team he's learning about this group mm. know them he's starting from scratch He's made a few panicky sort of decisions, you know, out of desperation sometimes, I think, in, in recent games, some of the things that he's done. But ultimately, you know, we, you've got to stay behind him. And I think you talked about the first goal being important. I think the first 10 or 15 minutes, you said as well, Kirk, is important. As fans, we have a responsibility in the stands as well to really yeah. get on the team, make sure that they're not edgy, because we, we do have to, um, and David David Cordell's right, we do have to cut out these individual errors because some of them are... are dare I say it, laughable, really, um, in recent games. Cringeable, to be honest. So some of the things you've seen at, at Everton particularly were not great at all for a side at this level. Um, so we have to cut out those errors. But as Aaron rightly said, football's a confidence game, massively a confidence game. And you can see that the confidence is just completely drained out of the, the team, the players. And it will do when you're on a losing run. That's football and that's life. You're going to lose confidence. Um, and but, but we have a responsibility as supporters to try and let the players regain that confidence and show that we're behind them. You know, we, we trust in them. We believe in them. We've got a, a, a lot of responsibility in the stands to, to relay that to the, to the team as well. So I hope the fans, um you know, realise that and they really get behind us from the off on, on Saturday. Good conversations in the chat again around Andoni Ariola's lack of an assistant that we don't know what's holding that up. Ollie's talking about oh, that in the chat. And there's also conversations about 
the lineup. And that's what we're going to go into now. And Steve Connor's talking about individual errors. What can Andoni do about that? And we've spoken about that on previous episodes. Uh, Steve Connor's talking about Billing gives us goals, needs him in the number 10. And Steve, Ollie Harrison, I think, agrees with you around getting Billing in a more progressive position. We know he's performed in the last three seasons in that number 10 role. We know Tav can turn up as well. So let's have a look. The silly thing about that, yeah. Sorry, I was just about to say, the silly thing about that is we know, no offence to Bill, we know his defensive weaknesses and he's, yeah. been, he's been asked to make a fair defensive position. So you're losing something both ends of the pitch. Mm. It just seems daft to me. And Morgan wants Sorry, to on. start. No, that's fine. And Morgan wants Bricks to start, which is another conversation. But is, I'm going to yeah. go to the predicted lineup for this game on Saturday. Now, what you'll see is a graphic on the screen. You may have joined FanHub previously. It started last year, I think, and you may have the app. You may not be using the app, but get involved in our FanHub community. There's a link on the screen. It's in the description below. Courtesy of Cherries Red Army, you can jump the queue, get involved, play along, predict the lineup. You can also predict other fixtures from the weekend in the fan hub fives. So get involved with that. We'll help you get straight into playing. This is my lineup, Aaron. I've gone with Neto, Max Aaron, Sabani, Lloyd Kelly, Kirkes, with Joe Rothwell, Lewis Cook as a two pivot, with Rothwell being able to drive us up the pitch. Philip Billing in a more comfortable position where he can add value. Semenyo potentially off the right, Tavernier off the left and Dom Solanke up top, with Semenu and Tavernier potentially being able to cross over. So where are you at? Because that's my lineup. What's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, I was actually one of the ones potentially calling for Adam Smith to come in against Everton. Nothing against Max Ahrens, who I think has been superb, but I still need a bit of leadership and experience there, which has been severely lacking. But he, he wasn't great. Um, and so I would actually bring Ahrens back in again, because I think he offers so much as well, and he's, he's been fantastic. So... Assuming Lloyd Kelly's fit, um, someone said he didn't see him in training video, which doesn't always mean anything, but I think that will be the back four, I would think. Um, someone mentioned about Meps coming in. I wouldn't be massively mm. against it because I think, you know, he, he is he's prone to the odd mistake, but not as many as some of the other ones have been making. So I wouldn't be against that, but I think that'll be the back four. I'd also agree with what you've all been saying. I think Rothwell, Cook and Billing should be the, the three with Billing as high up as possible. Get him away from that defence. I don't want him anywhere near it. I want him supporting Dom, making sure Dom's not isolated and doing what Phil Billing does best, which is score goals and, and assist. So um, on the basis that we literally have nobody else to play there, then Rothwell and Cook pick themselves, don't they, at the moment? But I think they can work well together and 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 give a bit more protection. Um, I think Tavernier showed against Everton. He was the only one who actually was any good against Everton. And he, I saw he came out with a quote yesterday saying he's now back to his best. And I think, he, he hasn't been anywhere near his best, you know, this season because of his injury, etc. So if he's now getting back to what he can be, that's a massive plus for us. And I agree with you, um, Semenyo or Brooks for me, um, either of those two. I think Semenyo's power and pace and directness and shooting ability, and he deserves a start for me because I don't know why he, he was suddenly completely out of favour after his form. But for the reasons I gave earlier, Brooks is also a good call because he's cute, he's clever, he's the one who can see a pass and can do what others can't do. I do not want to see, um, this is no disrespect to any of them, because I think on their day they can be brilliant. I don't want to see Dango, I don't want to see Cliver. Um, I want to see either Brooks or Semenyo. Um, Tavernier's a shoo-in for me. But So yeah, um, that team I would pretty much go with, maybe Brooks for Semenyo. 
that's my prediction then join the fan hub community link in the description below play along and you can also check in at the stadium if you're at the game that does offer a few questions steve potentially snessy back to the bench just like previously before lewis uh, lloyd kelly got injured and snessy is someone that's struggling for form for me yeah he's he's dropped off quite considerably from what at one time i thought was probably our strongest defender um quite we heart back to individual errors again i mean he he's made some absolute clangers not been marking very well uh corners specifically picking up men i don't think he's not the only one but yeah he he for me has has dropped off a cliff a little bit i don't know again if it's a confidence thing or what it is with him but um when he's on his right on his game and he's he's top quality in my opinion but he just simply hasn't been at the races for the, the, the appearances he's made again i don't know if this if this period of time that andoni's had with the players i mean if it were me i would have been in there finding out you know sort of getting to know them a bit more and see who's in in you know who's up for the fight who's up for the who's you know going to wear their heart on their sleeve every game for me um that's what i'd be finding out because there's there's performances that i've seen in the last couple of games where i thought mm, you don't you don't really look on it. I'm not naming names, but there's players that I thought, is that really what you, you know, the most you've got to give? You, you can't do any better than that. Um, and that's what I'd be doing if I was Andoni. I'd be getting in amongst his players and so yeah, finding out who who's in it, who's who's wanting to fight for the place, the shirt, the badge, you know, the points. Um, you know, who's who's going to get in the trenches with me? Um, and and recent performances of some of the Senesi, for example. Um, just simply haven't been though, that sort of performance. They haven't been that, those sort of warrior-esque ones we've seen from him before. Um, he needs to do something with the confidence and get these players, you know, we all know individually they're decent players. We've seen what all of them do. We were excited by all of them when they came in. Even like Matt said, Zabani's yet to be convinced. I thought Zabani at one point was absolutely brilliant. Um, again, two weeks or so of errors and things, you know, that's just not him. And it just it just reeks of lack of confidence. So hopefully he's had time to work with the players and, and, and try and instill a bit and, and and really drum home that getting a win against Gary O'Neill and Wolves on the weekend would do an absolute world good for their confidence. Everybody's confidence, the fans and everybody, you know, the whole vibe of the place. Um, you know, it's that that's down to him. He needs to sort of you know, he's not had the rub of the green, like we said, with everything that's gone on, but he can still motivate. He can still get players on his side and believing in what he's doing. And that's that's what he's tasked with doing. And that's what he's, you know, he's got to simply get that on the pitch. And if that predicted lineup is correct, Matt, someone drops out. Someone who should fit this system perfectly as long as players around him are delivering because he doesn't, unfortunately. And that's Ryan Christie. He'll run through a wall for you. He'll run through a wall for everyone, including everyone in the chat, 58 people on YouTube. He'll keep running. But whilst he only delivers one goal and one assist every season, I need someone in there that can do a little bit more. Yeah, I'd, I'd love Ryan Christie. I love his attitude. I love his work ethic. I love everything about the lad. But what I don't love, as like everyone else, is his lack of numbers. When he uh, when he gets in the box, um, he just just freezes a lot of the time, doesn't he? It's powder puff a lot of the time. It all breaks down. And the work he does off the ball and even on the ball, you know, approaching the 18-yard box is, is phenomenal at times. But you need somebody in that role who's who, like Phil Billing that has got that little bit of unpredictability about them that can arrive late in the box 
and he's going to he's going to forge that link with Dom, like the boys have been saying. Dom and, and Billion have got that link. They've got that partnership. Steve was saying it. it's about partnerships. Um, so for me, Phil has to has to has to move up the pitch. He has to go into the ten, and unfortunately, Ryan Christie has to has to drop out. I mean. You know, Ryan Christie will get more minutes this season. Of course, he will because of his attitude, because of his work rate. Um, Iriola will will love it, and because of that, he'll, you know, I'm sure he trains phenomenally. I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure he's, he's the best pupil in the class at school. He's 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 like a dog, isn't he? You know, he's wagging his tail all the time. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 do you know what I mean? He's I don't think he'd be happy with that comparison, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. At the end of the day, you need more than that at this level. You need you need to produce at the end of it. You need uh, substance to your style, don't you? And you need end product. And, and sorry, just to butt it, you're saying about the Rothwell cook. Do you th- do you think that I'll aim this at you, Matt, as you were talking? But do you think Christie could do that Rothwell role in there as well, simply because of his work rate? Yeah, potentially. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to depend on him to be honest in that role. I think. The only two that we've got that currently can do that. I mean, let's let's not forget Joe Rothwell is not a natural number six, but in, by any any no. means, um, or you know, you questionably Lewis Cook as well. I know he's I know he's sort of more comfortable there these days, but yeah, we we haven't got a natural number six at all. So Rothwell and Cook still square pegs in round holes, really, in in that in in that double pivot. Make <laughs> the question why we've had system with one then. <laughs> yeah, but, but they're the only two that can can play there at the moment, and I think that they can do it. And it does offer that with the two of them there, that does offer that that extra protection, doesn't it, in front of that back four? Because um, I'm with you, Steve. I'd, I'd want to go for the um, the four two three one really formation, um, a, a rigid formation with those with 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 those two. At the moment, it's got to be those two. But the two things that touching on what you said there, Steve, the two things you need when the chips are down, confidence is down, is you need your manager to man manage and lift mm. the players up and make make them feel a million dollars, and you need a leader on that pitch when you go out there. So you need you need lead natural leaders out there, and I question who the natural leaders are at times out there. You know, maybe we can question it from well, we management. From yeah, we said this previously, didn't we? Yeah, I'm questioning who's who's taking the ball by the horns, really, and, and leading this team on the pitch because at the moment it's not evident for me. And they're the two things you need. Um, going back to the predicted eleven, Kirk. I would, yeah, the only question marks would be Zabanier or Mefum for me, um, and it would be Semenya or Brooks. And for me. Aaron said it earlier. I think David Brooks offers you something that, you know, he, he's got a key that can unlock defences. He can thread balls in. He can get in behind. And I, I think um, he's a little bit more unpredictable. Semenyu offers a physical presence, which is which has been great. And he's been brilliant when he's played more often than not. But I think this is a tailor-made game for David Brooks, to be honest, with Billing in that 10 role for me. And Mefimor Zabarnier, we can have the debate all day long. I, you know, I, I trust Chris. Me- I like Chris Mefim. Good, honest defender. You know what you're yeah. going to get. Um, you know, he, he, he's no nonsense. He, he's come on in leaps and bounds again, suffered with his confidence. Fans have got on his back, but he's he was responded, he's recovered, and he's he's 100% Chris Metham, solid defender. So I wouldn't be disappointed to see him there on Saturday alongside Lloyd Kelly, but time will tell. But yeah, that's two things we need the manager to, to motivate and a leader on the pitch. I mean, it's something we might see because you, Iriola, I don't know what the you know, we we look it looks like the confidence is on the floor. But if he's, you know, he might he might feel like he needs to take some of them out at the firing line at the minute, and you might see some players that you weren't expecting to see um, yeah, come in. Agree. Yeah, I, I, I like, agree. like your like your methods, for example, yeah. Um, yeah. who's not, you know, he's quite capable, like you say, and it might be good for Sabani just to be taken out of that. You know, I'm not I'm not saying it will happen, but it could. 
Before we go into the score predictions, as we get to the end of episode 14, it's closing in on us, Aaron. I do want to ask one more question about that lineup, and then we'll get the chat moving on the score prediction. There's been a lot of images on social media today around the training ground, and Alex Scott is in a lot of them. Now, for me, if Andoni doesn't have heat and the board do trust the process and win, lose or draw, we're in this for the long haul, then I don't think Alex Scott starts on Saturday. If a conversation is happening behind the scenes and Andoni does feel like he's under pressure, he's been in the door five minutes, there's not really any loyalty there yet. If Alex Scott starts for me on Saturday, I think Andoni's got to win football matches and he might be in trouble. Um, I, well, that's one way of looking at it. I, I, I think he's, I think he's fit now. He's been tra- in full training. Um, whether he's match fit, obviously that comes with playing matches. Um, I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if he's starting. Probably instead of Rothwell, I would say because he can play that kind of slightly deeper role driving forwards. Um, if he's fit, then why not? Because anything that hasn't been working much in the last eight games is is worth a try. And you know, he's he was he was one of two marquee signings. Um, the other one who's now up till February, um, by all accounts, from what I've just seen. Um, so you know, there's no point saving him for Man City away, is there? Really, in, in all honesty, or Newcastle, we want him in these games because he also has got the ability, like Brooks, he's got the ability to see a pass, to glide past players. To make things happen, if if you know if 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 everything that's been said about him is true, so look, if he's not fully fit, they won't risk him because they're not going to want to put him out for the next few games. If he's fit, maybe he will play. Maybe he'll play instead of. Um, I guess the only position really, as I said, instead of Rothwell in that in, in that team, um, if we want to keep everyone else the same. So, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be delighted if I'm if I'm being honest because I think the crowd need a lift, and I think that will give us a bit of a lift. Because I just wonder if Alex Scott could be the saviour. And that one win, like the guys have spoken about, could take us in a bit of confidence and a few wins and we can kick on and we can start to see what the vision what we do need to see now in the interactive chat. You guys watching this live on YouTube and Twitter is your score predictions for AFC Bournemouth versus Wolves this Saturday at Dean Court. And whilst the fans do that, let's take a look at the other fixtures in the Premier League. It starts off on Saturday afternoon. Merseyside Derby, Liverpool taking on Everton, Brentford against Burnley, Bournemouth Wolves, Nottingham Forest against Luton, Manchester City versus Brighton, Newcastle against Crystal Palace, Chelsea against Arsenal, Sheffield United against Manchester United. Aston Villa against West Ham and it finishes on Monday night. Tottenham against Fulham. I mean, we've got to focus on ourselves, haven't we, Steve? End of the day. I know we have a look at the rest of the fixtures in the Premier League, but where we are right now, we just need to focus on ourselves. Yeah, and I don't, I, I'm not sure I uh, I want to pin our whole season on a 20-year-old that's never played in the Premier League. Why not? Um, I just, well, I, I, you know, I, I think he's a fantastic talent, but I don't think we should get too carried away from the, you know, with it before he's even set foot on the pitch and right. hang our hats on the fact that he's going to he's going to turn our season around. But yeah, it, it's a boost. It's a boost in numbers, and it's another it's another body we can turn to definitely. But let's not think this guy's going to you know he's not going to just rip it up and you know I hope he does. 
but he's been a ripper. <laughs> he's been a ripper. Yeah. He will in time. But yeah, he will. Yeah, he will in time. But let's yeah, not all just expect, expect him to be right. an absolute, yeah. you know, Dep- wonder kid. Depends how fit he is. Depends how exactly. fit he is on Saturday. But the quicker that's we can get him into the team, the, the, you know, yeah. the better because he's he's just going to grab and grow. So that's the thing. But let's not all hang our hats on him <laughs> being our savior like that. But um, yeah, we got. He what? Sorry. He could come off the bench quite easily Saturday, yeah. couldn't he? Yeah. And make a difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, okay. hopefully it's not like not 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 like um. <laughs> Jesus, I forget his name now. The RCDM that came on for 25 minutes against Tyler. Stoke, and then we didn't get, yeah Tyler Adams. Sorry, oh, I forget his name because I haven't seen him. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting he's there. Just, I'll just yeah. sorry. Can I just bring up something? There's a talking point. Is there anything from to stop us signing free agents? It's an interesting conversation because I thought about this the other day because mm. there's some good free transfers out there. There are. And I was just looking through it a minute ago, and I didn't even realise David De Gea is a free transfer. <laughs> Yeah, he's on the market. Yeah. That's, that's about mental. A week, mind. Well, yeah, yeah I know. But I, I was looking down the list, and there are a few CDMs on that list, and I think, well, it's a stopgap. Why, why couldn't we? Why couldn't we explore that? You know, just a just a point. Some of them are the wrong side of thirty. Well, not the wrong side, but yeah, but they're a stopgap. Yeah, yeah exactly. for six months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's roll through these score predictions, Matt. Before I go into the chat, let's start with you. You're back on Cherry's Red Army. Cherry's in focus. What's your score prediction for this Saturday? Thank you for your contribution. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. It's been a been been great chat, great debate as as ever. I've missed I've missed it. I've really missed it. So I've really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, oh, really missed, missed you too, Matt. Yeah, I really have. And um, you know, I love it. And many more to come. But anyway, enough of the soppy stuff. Down to business. <laughs> we um, it's, this is our this is our turn. Surely, I, I just feel like you know this is our time. We've had a tricky start, tough start, everything, lots gone against us, no win. Wolves have, you know, they've had a couple of freak results, shall I say, one in particular, things that, you know, in, in recent games. Surely this is our this is our time this weekend. I, I feel like, not that it's now or never, of course, that, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, you know, we trust the process, this is, we're in it for the long haul, but I just feel this weekend is, is, is about us, really. And if we really turn up and show the quality that we've got and we're, we're together, and we, we deliver the game plan that Iriola's setting out and we're, we're functioning as a team, cutting out those errors. I think there's there's three points for us because Wolves, are, Wolves aren't that great a team. But, yeah, we bigged them up with a couple of good players they've got. But as Aaron said, and still they'll be down there with us, I think, ultimately. Um, so we're well capable of winning the football match and it would be such a, bo- a confidence boost as well. So I'm going to go with a, a 2-1 ball. I think it'll be a tight game. I really do. I think it'll be very, very tight. But I, I go with us to go with us to edge it 2-1 for me and Solanke on the score sheet again, and I think Billing as well uh, in nice. the ten. I think he'll he'll notch as well, and we'll we'll nick it two one. Mark Cole has gone for two one as well. Aaron, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, but what's your score prediction this Saturday? I'm 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 with Matt. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win two one. I think it's going to be absolute scenes as Billing scores in the ninety second <laughs> minute. Um, scenes yeah. slides over in front of Gary Neal going up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, I think it's going to be quite rainy. I think the crowd's going to be up for it. I think it's just going to be a proper, proper... I just think everyone's going to be up for it and I just I can see us winning and I think we will win. So 2-1 for me. Great interaction tonight. So let's go through the chat and let's go through the score predictions. So Mark Cole was a 2-1. Morgan Scott, come on. Come back oh, on. Morgan. <laughs> Get out. That would be a 
prime Gary O'Neill mind. Uh, Cameron Meach, 2-1 yeah. to the Cherries. Mark Singleton, 2-2. Two, two. Carol Toller's going for the famous Cherries Red Army, 3-1. It Which never happens. to have it. <laughs> Happen at some point. We've got a 3 2, we've got another 3 1. Matthew Gale, definitely a score draw 1 1. Sammy Nell is going for the famous 3 1. Steve's going in for not confident 2 1 to Wolves, but Wing is coming back with a 2 1 to the Cherry Steve. Charlie's going for 2 0 to the Cherries. And Charlie might have a surprise mascot for someone on Saturday. Rob's going for 2-2. Sean Woodland, thank you very much, is going for 2-1. Mark Davies is in for 1-0. Ollie Harrison, like last season, turning point, 3-0 to the Cherries. Terry's going for 2-1. Terry thinks it might be last chance saloon for Andoni Iriola, if I saw that correctly earlier on. Wings going for 2-1. Billing Solanke. And Steve, Robin is also going for 2-1, maybe even a pen. And I am on the theme of 2-1. Don't be stupid. I'm on the theme of 2-1 as well. You're going for 2-1? I'm going for 2-1 as well. So what are you going for? I I think it's going to be a very cagey affair. And I think neither manager is going to want to lose this. Um, Which I'm kind of sitting on the fence a little bit and I'm going for a score draw. But... (laughs) Equally, it could be. Do you know what? I've been positive every week, and then I've been let down. I just, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with what my head thinks for a change, not my heart. And um, I just think it'd be a cagey one that neither. But that could be a good thing, you know. It could be, you know, even a draw, even a point. Um, it's something to, it's something to build on, isn't it? So you can always use it as a positive. But I. Yeah, it was a turning point last time and it was a it was a nil draw. I hope it's not a nil nil draw. I hope you see some goals, but I just think it'd be a really cagey one that neither manager will want to lose. Yeah, we definitely need goals. Haven't scored enough goals this season yet. Mark Collins going for a one nil to the Cherries. A clean sheet would be nice actually for Neto and for us. Right. Cherries Red Army, thank you to you monthly members and anyone who's donated. Thank you for all the support enabling us to do these streams. We love spending time with you. We love talking the Cherries and hopefully very, very soon we'll be talking about some positive stuff and maybe some Bill Billing goals and Dom Solanke. You can support the channel at buymeacoffee.com slash Cherries Red Army. What we got coming up this weekend. So tomorrow, as I said, we'll have a short video opposition view from Always Wolves Fan TV. See what they've got to say about their season so far and how they might set up. John Spark will be live on YouTube on Saturday at 2.30pm. So if you're not going to the game, wherever you are in the world, join join John Spark at 2.30 on YouTube for a live watch along. And we may have some action for you Sunday on YouTube from Dean Court. I might capture some stuff, hopefully some good stuff. Right, finally, guys, the sort of thumbnail for this video, Matt, thank you for joining us, as I said, was this match is. So as you see us out on this stream, what is the sentence that I ask you? This match is, what is it? Huge. (laughs) Easy. Simple as that. Nine minutes. This match is potentially season defining. Already, yeah, season defining in Ooh, after nine games. Potentially season defining. Steve. I think it is. Yeah. Steve, this match is. <laughs> I'm gonna. Ch- I'm gonna put my positive hat on again. In the bag. In the bag. This match is in the bag. 
Fantastic stuff. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to Aaron. Thank you to Matt. Thank you to you, the fans. Bournemouth or Wolves for checking out this video. Do hit the like button. Saturday has to be a turning point for the Cherries, for Andoni Iriola. We need to see something on the pitch that we can be positive about. We ideally need some points. Ideally, we need three points. Do enjoy the rest of your week. Do take care. Do get behind the team. Do follow the channel from me, Steve, Aaron and Matt. We'll see you on the next one. Up the cherries. Let's do this. Up the cherries.